Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Ron Kangas has been kind enough to join us again today for more fellowship concerning our life study of Genesis. And this is a life study I'm looking forward to, Ron. Thank you for being with us. I'm also looking forward to exploring the matter of blessing understood in the light of God's eternal economy. Well, Ron, in some of our previous studies, we've covered the matter of blessing, but mostly in a passing way or in the way of a comparison with grace, which is a more inward experience of God. But today we focus the whole message on blessing. How does the blessing of the divine revelation that we're going to see today differ from our traditional or religious concept? The traditional or religious concept of blessing is man-centered. It's self-centered. That we may seek God for blessing primarily for ourselves, for our own interests. However, the divine revelation concerning blessing relates blessing to God's goal, to God's purpose. If we see this, we may pray, Lord, bless me and my human life for the sake of your interests on the earth. A second significant difference is that in the traditional and religious concept, blessing is quite outward, even material. But in the divine concept, seen, for example, in Ephesians 1.3, blessing is something divine and spiritual and something of the divine life. When we talk about counting our blessings, we often mean Things like houses, promotions, good health, so many physical things. I admit that God, to some extent, wants to bless us in this way. But if we have the proper and the divine view, we will realize the true blessing is the triune God himself in Christ as the Spirit, being life and everything to us. So we need to have a big turn in our concept and in our praying from a blessing that's self-centered and material to a blessing that is God-centered and that is divine and spiritual, that is a blessing that is God and that is for God. This is what we see in this marvelous life study message. Ron, we'd like to point out to our listeners that, of course, this is a life study of Genesis, and Genesis is the context from which all of these studies are taken. But from time to time, as Witness Lee would come across particular subjects or topics that he felt needed further and deeper development, he would go far beyond that context, and certainly that's what we have today in this life study concerning blessing. Let's join Witness Lee. The principle of blessing is that the greater blesses the lesser. Hebrews 7, 7 says, 
there's no dispute that the lesser is blessed by the greater. Among the people, who is greater and who is lesser? To be great or to be less, according to what? It is according to your measure of Christ. And this is based upon Matthew chapter 11. When the Lord Jesus talked about John the Baptist, the Lord said, John was greater than all the foregoing people. But the smallest one in the kingdom of the heavens is greater than John. If you read the New Testament, you can realize why John was greater than all the people before him. Because at his time, he was so close to Christ. Abraham was great, but Abraham didn't see Christ. John saw Christ. Based upon this, John was greater than Abraham. Because John was much closer to Christ than all people before him. Then why the smallest in the kingdom of the heavens is greater than John? Because John was close to Christ, but John didn't have Christ in him. You see, all the people today in the kingdom of the heavens are not only close to Christ, but having Christ within them. In the Old Testament, all the greater ones did say, Behold, he is coming. Then John could say, Behold, he is here. But we, the people who are in the kingdom of heaven, could say, He is within me. We could even say, For me to live... Is Christ. Whether you are greater, you are lesser, it depends upon the measure you have of Christ. If you have more Christ, you are greater. If you have less Christ, then you are less. If you have more Christ, then you are qualified to bless others. The greater always blesses the lesser. If you are greater than I, you have more measure of Christ, surely you have something more to give me. Blessing means to minister Christ to others. If we have more measure of Christ, then we have something to bless others with. And this something is just very Christ whom we participate in, and whom we enjoy. We enjoy Christ more. So we do have something of Christ to minister to others, and this ministering is the blessing. Ron, in this first portion of our study today dealing with blessing, we have an interesting comparison between John the Baptist and the New Testament believers. What does it mean that the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist? And how does this connect to our topic today of blessing? The message points out 
according to the biblical principle, that the lesser is blessed by the greater. So, one who is greater in the eyes of God is able to bless one who, in relation to him or her, is lesser in the eyes of God. John was greater than all who preceded him because he was closer to Christ than they were. He was the recommender of Christ, the one who introduced Christ. So in that sense, he was greater than his predecessors. However, we, the believers, have Christ living in us. Christ is making his home in our hearts. Christ, as the life-giving Spirit, is one Spirit with us. What could be greater than this? So we are not only close to Christ, we have Christ living in us. So in this sense, we are greater than John the Baptist. Greatness is determined by the measure of Christ that we have. Greatness in the eyes of God is not a matter of ability or power or position or education or social standing. It is a matter of the degree to which Christ has been wrought into our being. Thank you, Ron. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for more of today's life study. Blessing is the overflow of God. God could never throw himself out without a human channel. This was one of the reasons that the Lord Jesus had to be incarnated. He had to be a human channel. If Christ has never been a man, even God has the desire to uh, throw him to the people, there's no channel. God's throwing needs humanity as a channel. God desires to throw himself to people, but this throwing must be through a human channel. There is the need of the proper humanity saturated, permeated with God for the overflow of God into others. This is why Jacob didn't bless anyone. He never blessed anyone until he became material. He didn't see he blessed Laban. And he began to bless others from the time when he went down to Egypt and saw the highest person on this earth, Pharaoh. And he stretched out his hand over this highest person. That picture shows how great Jacob was. Pharaoh was only under God. He was above everyone. But Jacob came, and Jacob stretched out his hand and blessed Pharaoh. By that time, Jacob was full of God. So blessing is the overflow of God through one's 
maturity in life. Now, the first case of blessing in the Bible, and we know that was the case that Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And there we could see a few principles. When Melchizedek came, he came as the eternal priest. A priest is one that brings people to God. Why people need God's blessing? Just because people are far away from God. Between the people and God, there's always a distance. And the priest is one that eliminates the distance. Before the priest blesses you, you may have a distance from God. But through his blessing, the distance you have with God will be taken away. You will be brought into the presence of God that you can right away participate in the enjoyment of God. Well, Ron, I am caught by this very last word in this portion, that the one who is able to bless is the one who is able, through his blessing, to remove the distance between us and God. Who are such people able to bless in this kind of way? According to the pictures in the Old Testament, the priests were the ones who brought people to God and who blessed people in the name of God in order to remove the distance between the people and God. According to the New Testament in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, Christ the Redeemer has made the believers a kingdom and priests. A priest is one who is one with the Lord and who serves the Lord by being in his presence. If we are one with the Lord, with no disharmony between us and him, and if in the Spirit we live in his presence, then we are able to bless others with the very God in whose presence we live. This surely is not a matter of a clergy-laity situation. One does not receive this capacity by being ordained in a ritual or by being theologically trained. One who can bless is one who has been soaked and saturated with the living Christ by living in his presence, by becoming increasingly one with him. Such a person can bless others, and the effect of this blessing is that the recipients of it are drawn closer to the triune God himself. Oh, how we need this, how we need to do it, and how we need to receive it. Well, Ron, I think I speak for both of us and everyone associated with Living Stream that that's our highest aspiration for this broadcast, that it could be such a blessing. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. In the Old Testament, you do have a pattern of blessing because God charged Aaron and all his sons who were priests to bless the children of Israel. In what way? 
number six tells us the way. There, the blessing is threefold. The Lord bless you and keep you. Onefold. Then the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Secondfold. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Threefold. Why not onefold? Why not twofold? Why not more than threefold? But just threefold because blessing is to dispense God into the people. And to dispense God into people need the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Trinity is not for doctrine. Trinity is for God to dispense himself into his people. The first fold is related to the Father. Then the second fold says, The Lord be gracious to you. And this word gracious, in Hebrew it means to stoop in kindness to the inferior people. Doesn't this indicate that the second person of the Trinity stooped to us, the inferior people, by becoming a man? When he became a man, he surely stooped down from the heavens to the earth. And this is what? This is grace. And the third fold is that the Lord gives you peace. Surely this is the gracious work of the third person in the Trinity. The Spirit today is always lifting up God's countenance over us and give us all the time the peace. Not only the peace in the environment, but all the peace in our heart, in our uh, spirit, and even in our mind. In the spirit, through the spirit, and with the spirit, we do have peace. Then we come to the New Testament. And in the New Testament, you have also a pattern of blessing. The priest is one that brings people to God. An apostle is one that brings God to people. A priest is one that goes to God with people. An apostle is one that comes to people with God. So here in the apostle's blessing, the blessing says the grace of Christ. The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. What is this? This is a gracious visitation of the triune God. The triune God in the blessing of the apostle comes to people for people's enjoyment. And love, grace, and fellowship are not three separate things. These are the three stages of one thing. Love is just God himself. 
When this love is expressed, that is grace, and that is Christ. And then when this grace is transmitted to you, this is the fellowship. What is the basic thought of blessing? That is to bring people into God's presence. But sorry to say, this was a little bit of the Old Testament. Just bring people into the presence of God. But in New Testament, something better. Apostle comes. And the apostle comes with God. He not only brings people into the presence of God, but he brings God into people. I compare the two patterns of blessing. You can see the difference. The New Testament blessing is higher. It's deeper. What is blessing? Blessing is just to bring people into the presence of God and bring God into people as love, grace, and fellowship. Ron, this final section today gave us a wonderful I would say even beautiful picture of blessing from both the Old Testament in Numbers chapter 6 and the New Testament in 2 Corinthians 13. Would you compare and maybe contrast them for us to really help us further in our understanding? In both passages, we have a clear and definite revelation. Blessing is the triune God himself. In Numbers 6, the priests bless the people in the name of the triune God and with the triune God. In 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the Apostle Paul blessed the people with the grace of Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So the crucial thing here is that the triune God himself is the blessing. But there is a difference of emphasis. The priests are those who bring people to God. So the blessing in number six is a blessing that has the effect of bringing people to the Lord for more intimate fellowship, for growth in life. Their blessings help to diminish the distance between God's people and God himself. In contrast to the priests, the New Testament apostles go to the people with God. They are channels of blessing in such a way that their coming is God's coming. Their blessing is God's blessing. Paul told the church at Rome, he said, I know that when I come to you, I will come with the fullness of the blessing of Christ. And in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, Paul is blessing the church in Corinth. Here, he is serving as an apostle, one sent by the triune God to bring the triune God to the people in an experiential way. So here we have, in these two passages, a cycle of blessing. First, the blessing brings us to God, removing the distance between us and God. Second, the blessing brings God to us 
for our experience and enjoyment. So in this cycle of blessing, we are brought to God and even brought into God, and God is brought to us and even wrought into us to make us his corporate expression under the full blessing of the triune God, the ever-blessed Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge. Yeah.